0: You can change the meaning of your experience right now. Instead of telling yourself, oh my gosh, you need to change the way that you are eating, you know, look at it from a way of this is your opportunity to get to know your body in a different level. Hello everyone, it's me, Julianne Wong. In this podcast, we are going to have real, unfiltered, and deep conversations to help you in your journey of personal development. I am a health coach, but just like you, I also go through all the ebbs and flows of life, and I choose to share my own journey here that hopefully you could learn from and will inspire you to invest in you, be your healthiest, and reach your fullest potential. Enjoy! Enjoy! Hi guys, welcome back to the Talks by Jay Wong. It's me, your host, Julian. As always, I wanted to say thank you so much for being here with me today. If you are new to me, welcome to the show. And if you've been following my journey, welcome back. I'm so glad for you to be here. So now Oh my God, you don't understand how excited I am, how I have been visioning, imagining, recording this podcast episode. Okay, you don't understand. (laughs) I am going to talk about my PCOS journey and how I got my period back naturally. I just remember there was this moment back in April, I think this was back in April, I was just crying and I even took a video of myself. I don't know why I did that, but I took a video of myself saying if I ever get my period back naturally, which I know that I will It's just that it takes a lot of patience. And I was at that point where I was just like so desperate. Like, I just want my period back. Um, I told myself, if I ever get my period back, I am going to share my story, this part of me and how I've done it in the hopes that it will inspire someone. It will bring hope to someone who's also going through, you know, this journey, like perhaps not the same, but similar. And I also feel like, you know, as a woman, it is so important to talk about my struggles with hormones. Like we go through that and I feel like it's not being talked about enough. And I really want to share my experience here. So yes, oh my God, I, I still can't believe that I'm saying this out loud. And um, I just wanted to say A quick disclaimer that what I'm sharing here is my personal experience. This is not to treat. This is not to diagnose. And by any means, I'm not a medical professional, right? And always listen to your body. Seek out for professional help if you feel like, you know, you're going through this. And I just hope that by sharing really what I've been through, um, it will help you or someone out there. So with that being said, what I'm going to talk about on this podcast episode is how I found out about my PCOS. I'm going to walk you through. I have a feeling this is going to be a long one, but I'm going to make it short and simple, quick and simple, you know, just like how we do it here. And then how I changed my way of eating, like my diet, my workouts, my lifestyle as well as the resources that has helped me so i hope that you know if anything that i said resonated with you and if you have any questions please 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 i am here for you don't hesitate to reach out to me on instagram message me i am more than happy you know to to help you out by any means if if I could, if I could, of course. So with that being said, let's just jump right into the show. So I think to start this with, I wanted to share you my post birth control story, or my birth control story, because that's really how it started. So back in 2017, I started taking birth control I was prescribed by my OBGYN because I started having irregular periods. I also had some bad acne at that time. And this is not new. This is not strange. This is actually the usual thing. And... I feel like most of the time, why women start taking birth control, not really as a contraceptive method, rather to address irregular periods or acne, right? And I had that as well. So I started taking it 2017 and up until 2020, I just got tired of taking it every day, honestly. Like I always had this alarm on my phone at 9.30 p.m. I'm like, take your pill. And I just got so fed up. I started missing missing some doses. And I'm like, you know what? I just want to stop taking it. I just came to that point like, I just want to stop taking it. I just want to start regulating my period naturally. And this was the time where I was very into holistic health. Like, you know, I'm really prioritizing what I put in my body, the food that I'm eating. I'm eating clean and focusing on quality food, right? This was last year. And I was like, I just want to take care of my body. I don't want to have any artificial hormones anymore. I don't want to Take it anymore. So I made that decision. It was a personal choice for me to stop taking birth control for that reason. This was around November of 2020. I said, I'm done and I don't want to take it anymore. And then on January 2021, so this was almost three months after making that decision, I still had my period. And then, right after January, Feb, March, April, I did not have period for three months. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? And I tried to look back and just kind of like reevaluated what was happening in my life at that time. Because, like, okay, I stopped taking birth control, I had my period for a couple months. And then now it's gone. So when I tried to look back what was going on with my life, like around November, December, January, I went through a big change, a big transition in my life in terms of my career. I also um launched a food product with a friend of mine. Um we made this edible sand cookies. Um, If you don't know what I'm talking about, you can go through my Instagram and we created this edible sand cookies around that time. It went so well and you know the cookies was made with clean ingredients. I'm not even gonna talk about that right now. I'm gonna go off track now, but it was a fun experience, but if I'm gonna be honest, it was a little bit stressful. So I'm like, oh, you know what? Maybe I was just stressed at that time. So I'm like, you know what? Yeah, that's fine. Maybe I'll get my period back soon. Let me just relax for a bit. And then I just had this moment. This was March of this year, March 2021. All of a sudden, I started having anxiety attacks. I've never had this before where my heart would just freaking race and it would take me so much effort to calm down like I really started diving deep into meditation because like my heart would just constantly raise I get stressed out so easily that I don't understand which is a little bit out of the norm for me already because I've already kind of learned how to manage my stress so I knew it was like something is off why am I having anxiety attacks why am I getting so stressed out so easily I get so reactive and then I started feeling so down. Like there were moments that I would just cry and if I would ask myself, is something wrong? Like what's wrong with you? What's going on? And nothing's wrong. It's just that I would cry. And I had this moment in the shower one time where I literally just cried and I did not understand what was going on with myself. I felt like I was being depressive. And there was like an idea that came into my head. I was like, oh, maybe I'm being hormonal right now. And I'm like, hormonal? Huh, maybe I'm having imbalanced hormones. And that actually made sense to me at that moment because I'm like, yeah, I just got off birth control. So obviously perhaps my hormones is still rebalancing. And I just had this gut intuition, like, you know what? You're having hormonal imbalances right now. Go seek out for help. So right after that moment in the shower, the first thing I did is I made an appointment with my OBGYN and I came to see her and I explained to her what was going on. Like, I feel like I'm having hormonal imbalances. I don't understand myself. I'm having anxiety attacks. I'm being depressive. And at this time, I also started having acne again. And mind you, my skin was so clear. Like, I barely get any pimples ever since I started changing my lifestyle. This was around 2018, right? So I started taking birth control 2017 for uh, my regular periods in acne. And then 2018, you know, my skin was so clear, 2019, 2020. I mean, birth control also has to do with it. But at the same time, I know my diet um, because I pretty much prioritize what exactly I put in my body. So when I came to see my OBGYN around March, I explained to her about my mood, about the acne that starts to show up. And then around this time, I was gaining weight as well. I was eating the same thing just the way how I would usually eat, but I was gaining weight. I think by this time, I get, I gained weight around 10 pounds, if I remember correctly, and I was just not feeling myself. So she's like, okay, maybe you are right. Maybe there's a little bit off you know with your hormones so let's get your blood tested so I did some blood work and then two weeks after that I came back to see her and she's like everything came back normal but you're having signs of or symptoms of PCOS which is acne your mood weight gain and she's like, let's um, go ahead and check your ovaries, you know, like the usual thing that they would do whenever you see your OBGYN. so she did that and she saw that there were follicles around my ovaries and follicles around ovaries are one, you know, one of the symptoms and signs of PCOS. So she's like, yes, you do have PCOS. That's why you don't have irregular. That's why you don't have period right now. That's why you're not getting your period. Oh, one of the signs of PCOS as well is irregular periods, right? Like then it's one of like the major signs. So that explains why. And so she was asking me, do you just want to get back to birth control to regulate your period? And at that point, I was so strong and said, no, I'm not going back. I don't want to take any pill. I don't want to take anything. That will not address the root issue. And I don't know why I'm getting so emotional just talking about this. I felt like because at that moment, I was like so upset. I just remember leaving her office. I'm like, really? We're not going to address the issue why I'm not having my period? Why I'm not having regular periods? And you're just going to give me um, a pill to bring my period back and... You just want me to go back to birth control. So I was like, no, 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 no. I'm going to take this and be an advocate for my own health. So at that time, I tried to search for a naturopath. And so I've been listening, um, you know, to experiences of different people who also went through the same journey or similar journey, like who had PCOS, got their period back naturally And it seems like they were seeking out for help with a naturopath. So I've never worked with a naturopath before. So I'm like, let me just go do that. Let me search for one close to me or someone who could help me with it. So I just searched, okay? And then I found this naturopath in New York, which thankfully, I am so grateful for her. You don't understand how much I love her. Um, shout out to you, Dr. Lana, if you are listening to this, um, just know that I'm so, so grateful for you. You can just like feel how much she loves her patients. Anyways, so yeah, after leaving my OBGYN, I searched up for a naturopath. I made an appointment right away, and I did my initial consultation, just explaining to her what was going on, and again, I'm going to repeat this. It was my mood, my acne, weight gain, no period for by this time. When I came to see her, it was already four months of not having my period. And and she's like, yes, you know, PCOS and perhaps post-birth control syndrome, which is, you know, which is a phase of your body where after getting off your birth control, especially if you're taking it for years, there's chances that you're going to lose your period because your body is going to try to bring everything back in balance, right? So when I started working with a naturopath, the first thing that we did was getting my blood work done, an updated one, as well as food sensitivities. So when I had my blood work done again this time around, which is more elaborate, like there were more tests that's being done to me because I feel like what my OBGYN requested and had me do when I came to see her was like just like the basic one. So when I um, had my blog work done with my naturopath, it's more elaborate, like it's more specific, really, for PCOS as well as food sensitivities. So with my blood work, um, it shows that I had high level levels of free testosterone, which is a male hormone, And this is a very classic sign for women who has PCOS. And then with my food sensitivities as well, I found out that was that I was sensitive to certain food, and my gut was not liking it. And, you know, it's putting a lot of stress with my digestion. So I started slowly eliminating those food that I am sensitive to just to give my body a break. So now let's talk about the things that I have done To address my PCOS naturally. So, I changed the way that I am eating, my workouts, and as well as lifestyle things. Okay. So, number one, let's talk about food. A lot of the changes that I have done was with food. Okay. My gut really prioritizing my gut health. Okay. The food that I am eating, because with hormone imbalances, one of the major things really is nutrition. So when I started addressing my PCOS with my naturopath, one of the things that I prioritized was eating food that don't spike up my blood sugar level. Because apparently women with PCOS oftentimes are insulin resistant, meaning your cells do not take up insulin well. So glucose stays in your blood and that's why you have blood sugar level. That's why I was having monster cravings. And I would often feel tired right away after eating. And then I would also crave for carbs specifically. Because carbs is an energy, right? Carbs is energy. We all know that. But I would just crave for carbs nonstop. I'm not putting any bad name for carbs. I love carbs, but my cravings for it just went a little bit out of control and I did not understand what exactly was going on. But when I learned that, you know what, PCOS is also linked to insulin resistance, that actually made sense. So now um, I'm more aware of it. So when that happens, I know that whatever I ate Is actually spiking up my blood sugar level. So I just tend to stay away from that food and I make adjustment around it. So one of the things also is timing when I eat. Like I'm putting myself into schedule when I am eating and really watching my energy levels um, right after when I eat. If I feel sluggish, if I feel like I'm not being satisfied, it means that I kind of need to make adjustments with what I ate. And at the beginning, I started keeping a food diary with me. So basically, I would write down what I'm eating, my energy levels, um, how's my mood, and how's my digestion going. Do I feel bloated? Do I feel good? Because those become so handy just figuring out how your body is like and what you're eating, if that made sense. Then next is prioritizing food that supports liver detox. So one of the things that I needed to work on as well was really supporting my liver because my liver was overworking from what my naturopath told me and from the blood work, Right so I added more greens to my food like more greens honestly and then I also love beets so beets is one of the things that I love it is so good for your liver and I just got so addicted with it when I first started um with my healing journey and then as well as teas um I just got so obsessed with teas that supports liver detox and I also have some lifestyle tips that I did that's that is specifically for detoxifying the liver which I'm going to talk to you about shortly. So the third thing that I also did was prioritizing fasting for at least 12 hours, giving my body a break, you know, not eating anything. So usually at that time, I would eat dinner around 7pm. And then I would not eat anything after that, my next meal would be 7am in the morning, or like around that time. Of course, it doesn't happen every day. Like, let's be honest, every day is not perfect. But I aim not to eat anything after dinner and just really giving my body a break. This is so important for supporting your body's natural detoxification process as well. And then number four that I did around food was eating more fats, healthy fats, okay, to be specific. So I started eating more avocados. I brought back avocado into my diet I don't know why for some reason I stopped eating avocado or like I did not have that as much like I used to I just remember there were there was a phase in my life like I would literally just had I would literally have avocado every single day and I brought it back to my diet so right now I'm eating avocado at least One avocado every single day, and then I also started incorporating more fish into my diet, like salmon. So there is that. And then number five that I did was teas. All right. So I already mentioned this. Um, I just became like a little cray cray around teas that supports my hormones. So the teas that I was drinking was spearmint tea. So, spearmint tea is actually good because it lowers your testosterone levels, which I had and I still have. (laughs) Um, So, it lowers your testosterone levels. Number two was ashwagandha tea. So, it helps with stress. Okay, so my cortisol level was a little bit high. Oh, also, I forgot to mention that one of the signs and symptoms as well that I had was belly fat, okay, belly fat. So that's also one of the signs when your stress hormones, aka your cortisol, is high, we tend to store our fat in in our belly area. And oh my God, I became so insecure about this. Like I just didn't understand why I'm having this stored belly fat. And that's one of the signs that your stress level is a little bit out of the roof. So I just wanted to mention that. And then the other tea that I also loved was dandelion tea. So dandelion tea is good for liver detox. So yeah, as you can just tell, I would literally have three T's in a day, or I would just like go crazy with it. So I just love them. So now let's talk about my workouts. Now, if you know me, I love doing full body circuits. Okay, that's my jam. And I just love like, you know, treating my body like a machine, like I could tolerate that. But it's actually not good for my hormones. um, Because it puts a lot of stress in my body. And it is a big no for PCOS. So HIIT exercises is a big no-no for PCOS. So I kind of took a pause in doing that. And instead, I just focused more on resistance training, which I absolutely and equally love doing and i am just so grateful that resistance training is actually beneficial for pcos so i've done my own research on this and so from what i found resistance training is actually good for improving your insulin sensitivity okay um because it's not really a high intensity workout in a sense that when you're working out with weights, you have to control your movement, right? And you also get rest in between your sets. So I am just so freaking grateful because resistance training is what makes me sane. It keeps my sanity. So there's that. So workouts, um, I took a pause with my full body circuits and instead just focusing more on resistance training. So now let's talk about the lifestyle changes that I have made. Number one, stress management. As I have said, um, cortisol level, my cortisol level was a little bit high. So I really tried to prioritize grounding myself in the morning. Like I could not wake up in the morning feeling rushed. I need to take my time. And I would wake up early just to have enough time to myself, moving slow without being rushed. I could not be like, wake up, let's go, 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 go. Okay. Like, no, I need my freaking damn moment. I would meditate as much as possible, even, even, even if it's only five minutes of grounding myself, I would do that. And then focusing on one task at a time every day. So when I, was in the beginning of my healing journey, I really took a step down from work and just really slowed down where I would just focus on one task at a time. I stopped being a multitasker because if you know me, I'm a manifesting generator too. So I'm just like always go, 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 go. Let's do this. I literally had to tell myself, you need to slow down, okay? And just telling myself what will push the needle today with the things that you are working on. Just one thing and focus on that. Next is colonics. All right, so I mentioned earlier that I started having acne and around June, it started getting so bad and I just felt so embarrassed with it. And that's the reason why I started doing colonics to help my skin skin clear up because with colonics, it cleanses your colon, right? So it helps with your gut health. So I started doing that and oh my freaking gosh, that has been a game changer. Before I did it I'm not gonna lie I was a little bit afraid I'm like oh my god what is this is it is it gonna hurt but actually it doesn't hurt at all at all especially if you find a good person so if you are ever in New York and if you're looking for one um hit me up on Instagram I am more than happy to share you my girl um she's amazing she's been recommended by naturopath and I just freaking love her so Ever since then I started getting colonics done on June and almost every two to three weeks I would go to her and I will notice a big difference with my skin with my energy especially with my energy because right after my colonic session I would just feel so energized and I feel like that has really helped my body heal because again with hormonal imbalances, right? Skin actually is one of the signs that your gut is overworking. It's a representation of how your digestive system is currently going. It has really helped me heal myself. I do believe that. I do believe that so much where, in fact, when I got my period back, which I'm going to go to that very, very shortly, one of the persons that I texted was my colonic lady. I was like, oh my God, Donna, I finally got my period back. And yeah, I just felt like I just needed to share that with her. So there's that colonics. So the third lifestyle thing that I also did and that has helped me with my healing journey was using a sauna blanket. So I would prioritize using my sauna blanket at least three times a week sometimes four so pretty much every other day if you don't know what i'm talking about it's basically the sauna blanket from a higher dose you can go ahead and search it up and basically i would go inside the blanket in the comfort of my home and i would stay there for about 30 to 45 minutes and also i would do castor oil pack okay where I would put a castor oil. There's this pack with castor oil. I would put it against my liver. You can just go ahead and search up what a castor oil pack looks like so you exactly know what I'm talking about. And I would put that against my liver while I am in the sauna blanket. I would do that once to twice a week, right? In the beginning of my healing journey, I would do that once or twice a week. Up until now, I'm still doing that almost every other week now. Pretty much I don't do it every week, which I think I should. But when I started, I would do it one to twice a week while I'm in my sauna blanket. So number four that I also did was dry brushing. So I would dry brush myself every morning before I hop into the shower. So this is so good for getting your lymphatic system going. And also supports your body's natural detoxification process. Now, let's talk about the supplements that I had to take and still taking to heal myself. Now, all of these supplements that I'm going to share with you have been recommended by Naturopath. Every person, every body is different, so I am only sharing this with you to give you an idea and by any means, always check with your medical professional. OK, so I started taking Vitex, which is a supplement to support normal ovarian function. I would take twice of those every single day. I also had to take zinc, B12, iron, a supplement for a cortisol manager um, that's for my stress level. And then there was also this supplement I had to take for my anxiety. So I would have to take all these supplements every single day, some of those twice a day. And I'm not gonna lie, you know, at the beginning, I was like, so afraid, because it sounds like a lot for me to take. But it was necessary to help my body bring everything back to balance. Now, let's talk about the resources that has helped me in my healing journey. Number one, going to my OBGYN. Okay, I feel like that's the most basic thing that we could all do, getting checked by your OBGYN, especially when she checked my ovaries, that I had follicles around it. That was very helpful just to confirm that I had some cyst, right? Quote unquote cyst around my ovaries. And that's a confirmation of signs for PCOS. Number two is seeing a naturopath that has obviously helped me bring back my period. Next is getting my blood tests done as well as food sensitivities. This is so helpful in terms of knowing what my body likes because sometimes even the healthiest food could be a poison to your body. So that is essential. Also, there's two books that I have read that was so helpful and informative. So that's Fix Your Period as well as Beyond the Pill. And lastly, another thing that has helped me a lot is having a strong mindset. I am not gonna lie that there were days that I would just feel so, so low because I just wanted to get my period back and there were also days that I would blame myself like what have I done in my body especially if you're eating healthy I was eating healthy I'm so much into like healthy eating things like that and then I don't have my period and I came to this phase at one point where I was like oh my god did I do everything wrong what would other people do say like oh look at you you're so healthy and you don't have your period you're going through all of this but the thing is every person regardless if you're you know into health and wellness even if you're a health coach even if you're a doctor even if you're a nurse like whatever you are you are gonna go through some phases of your life that you would have to address your health right And I needed to remind myself of that instead of blaming myself like, you did this to your body, which I don't know if I did it, but I went through that phase and I just wanted to really share that here. That instead of blaming myself and feeling so low, I would just remind myself like, hey, you can change the meaning of your experience right now. Instead of telling yourself, oh my gosh, you need to change the way that you're eating, you know, look at it from a way of this is your opportunity to get to know your body in a different level. This is your opportunity to experiment again with different things. Make it a fun experience and a learning experience instead of blaming yourself and just feeling so, so low. So I know that you're going to go through this phase if you're in your healing journey right now. There are days that you're going to go through that, but just remind yourself that this is a fun learning experience for you and it is an opportunity for you to understand your body even more. This is an opportunity for you to get to know yourself even more in a different level, okay? So I just wanted to say that because mindset comes a lot with it and plays a big role around it. So with that being said, um, I cannot believe that I'm sharing this with you guys. I got my period back in July, six months after of not having it. And I just remember that the first day that I got it, I literally balled out and I just couldn't be more proud of myself for doing that because it takes a lot of patience, a lot of work and a lot of, you know, keep pushing, keep pushing and you're going to get your period one day. You just never know how much important it is until you lose that thing. You know, it sounds so cliche, but I felt that with my period. I'm like, oh my God, I used to hate getting my period every month. And then for the past months that I have been in my healing journey, I just kept telling myself I could not wait to get my period back. And when I got it, I literally bawled out. So I got my period back on July and ever since then I've gotten it every month I've been regular for the past three months and that's one of the biggest goals that I actually had with my natural path so yeah um I'm just like so so happy and if you are in your healing journey right now just know patience is key and you will get your period back address it you can address it naturally And by any means, if you have any questions, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. I hope you find this episode helpful. And thank you, thank you, thank you so much for allowing me to share my journey with you. And I hope that this brings light to anyone who's feeling low or who's feeling hopeless, that there's light at the end of the tunnel. Okay, keep pushing forward. You're going to heal yourself and sending me so, so much love. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and found value to it. And you guys, to help support the show, please don't forget to rate and review this podcast. It would really, really mean the world to me. And make sure to also send a screenshot of your review to contact at byjwong.com because in exchange of your time, I would love to send you a copy of my recipe guide that is full of simple, most delicious plant-based recipes. With that being said, thank you so much again for being here and sending me all my love now.